this is your off season, right? And if we think about professional sports, when do they make their biggest gains? When do they put in the hardest amount of work? It's in the off. Season. That's when they're hitting the, the weight rooms. That's when they're working on speed. Um, they're, you know, it's this, when you're in season, you're fine tuning. And so I think all runners need an off season. Usually it's after your, your big goal races in the year. A lot of times it's in that November, December, heading into the holidays, but guess what? We're in an off season right now. So here's the question. How do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, educator, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. We are live. It is Monday Night Spark within the Healthy Runner Facebook group, and we have a special treat for you. So are you a runner who has had your spring races canceled or delayed, and you're struggling to get your running mojo back? So in this episode, we are talking about how to run and train safely during this COVID crisis with our special guest, super excited, Steve Carmichael, who is founder of Run Buzz Pace Builders Online Run Coaching and Running Community, as well as the host of the Run Buzz podcast. So back in 2014, Steve made a decision to build an online running community for runners like you and I, and runners who have careers, families, and busy lives. So Steve's tagline is, we may not be the fastest, we may not run the farthest, yet we still want results from our efforts. So in other words, we want to feel amazing and become the best version of ourselves as we can. If this sounds like you, you are in the right place with the Run Buzz Pace Builders community. And this is why the Run Buzz podcast became my first running podcast that I started listening to. So I am sure many of Steve's community members will be listening to this on the replay, either within the Healthy Runner Facebook group, the Healthy Runner podcast, or the Spark Your Training YouTube channel. So let me introduce myself. I am Dr. Dwayne Scotty. I'm a physical therapist, educator, researcher, and owner of Spark Physical Therapy, where we help active adults get rid of your aches and pains so you can run and feel good about your bodies again, even if you don't consider yourself a runner. So I'm also the creator and the host of the Healthy Runner podcast and this Facebook group. So for those of you hopping on the live, just type in live into the comment box so I know you're with us. And for those of you who are catching the replay, type in hashtag team replay. So Steve and I know that you did catch the training. So if you are like what Steve described and you are that runner who is juggling family, career, trying to stay healthy, just type in busy runner into the comment box. And what we're going to cover in tonight's live are really some actionable tips that Steve is going to share with us to be able to continue to train healthy during this crisis, be able to kind of get that motivation back, get that mojo back, so to speak. So Steve, without further ado, um, can you please give us, I kind of introed you, but tell us kind of when your running story started. Yeah, well, first of all, hi, everybody, and uh, thanks for having me on. Um, it's really awesome. Um, hmm. Well, my running started probably, I mean, a long time ago, obviously, when I was an athlete in, in school, and uh, I was in the military, and I, I ran a little bit to to stay, basically, so I could pass the PT test, but I absolutely hated running until probably about 37, 38, after many, many years of not running and not taking care of myself, I just started falling apart physically um, couldn't even go up and down the stairs without being out of breath um, and I went to the doctor one day and the doctor's like hey like you're living as a result of I mean how you're living today is a result of how you spent the last 15 20 years and he said the next 20 years will, will change your how you live in your in your 50s and 60s and so um, something about that ate at me for for a few hours and and that night I went out and ran and and uh, still hated running for about six months afterwards. Uh, it took me a long time to really to start enjoying it. And so 
Um, one thing led to another. I, I started I started running a race races. I started pushing myself to run farther and farther each time until eventually ran my first marathon. Around that time, I I was started I started a running club, which I run to to this day, um, and uh, got into coaching kind of accidentally and started online. Really just kind of documenting my own journey and never really meant to, to turn it into a coaching business or a podcast. And then one day, um, I don't know, I had this crazy idea to start a podcast. I don't know why. Uh, and, and I did. And I just turned it into, you know, just more and more of a, a passion project of mine. And, and that's kind of how I got here today. Nice. Well, uh, Thanks for sharing your story. I think we have uh, many things in common, actually. I've been a longtime listener of your podcast. And as I said, I kind of got into podcasting maybe three years ago and kind of finally discovered podcast. And that's what's kept me busy when I'm outside doing my yard work in the winters. So like you, I also live in a cold weather area. So we're shoveling snow in the winter times. Um, Steve's from the Ohio area and I'm in Connecticut. And that would keep me busy as I'm out there for, you know, two hours shoveling. And I would just turn on some podcasts. Initially, it started out as kind of physical therapy related podcasts. And then I found out there was local community podcasts that I could start to listen to. And then actually, when I started the Healthy Runner Group last year, one of our community members had mentioned your podcast. And I was like, oh, really? And I started listening to and I've been listening uh, to Steve in my ears during my long runs um really ever since last spring so i've been listening for a full year and the uh stuff you have the content you have is really really good content and i think um we're very like-minded in how we approach running and how we kind of think about health of runners as well as you know everyone not being a runner meaning they were a cross-country star back in high school and you might not consider yourself a runner but there is a way that you can continue to train and do it in a healthy way so i really enjoy listening to your podcast i thank you for because i know it takes a lot of work and now starting this one i see actually all the behind the scenes efforts and the hours it takes um, to put it all together and so if you guys haven't checked out honestly steve's um blogs are great he and that's what i've honest you're like the gold standard to me steve like i've modeled you know my podcast and what i do with the blogs after everything you've done no seriously so you do a great job and so for those of you within our healthy runner community please you know check out steve's uh community his run buzz community and i think it's great just that you're sharing that information and i think we're all we, we can all relate to you and your story and your running story and the stories you've shared and the struggles of you know, injuries and pains you had along the way. So with that being said, we're in a whole COVID crisis here, right? We got the coronavirus going on. We're like five weeks into kind of quarantining and isolating ourselves in our homes. So what have you given advice for a lot of the runners that you work with on how we can continue to train, continue to run in a safe manner during these uncertain times? Yeah, I think the I think the biggest initial shock was when all the race cancellations came out and just the unknowing of what was going to happen from day to day. So, you know, it, everything came so quick. I I remember being at work Friday and everything was normal. And, and Friday evening, it was we were being sent home and not knowing really how bad it was going to get and, and if it was going to get bad and what we were going to be allowed to do and if there was going to be food in the grocery store and toilet paper. We didn't think about toilet paper. That's a totally but. <laughs> Yeah, it's just we didn't know and and so runners like we always have to know like we we have a plan we want to follow a plan most of us and and how does that impact like do i stop like what what's going to happen to my half marathon and 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 my marathons that we have scheduled and and i think the biggest thing that i i communicated to my own runners is it's going to be okay we we don't want to be driven by fear we you know we we need to be smart about what we're up against and we don't know what we're up against and and so you know there was you know i think as we've seen this kind of play out you know it's we we can still continue to run in most places and, and in fact in the state of ohio they're encouraging us to run that we know that that health and fitness type lifestyle is, is, is certainly good for us right we wouldn't we wouldn't do it if it was bad for us so it it's about 
it's about staying active and staying healthy and not coming to a complete stop. Um, you know, I had a lot of, a lot of people who, who, who would cancel coaching and say, my races are, are done. So I don't need to coaching. And I was like, but this is a great time to work on stuff. And, and, but I think there's also, I also want to say is, you know, we, we, we need to be safe when we're running. We need to avoid the crowded trails. I think there's a, a myth that, that as runners, we're invincible. We can't be impacted by this. And, and I think I, when we were communicating um, through email earlier, I said, I know, I personally know a runner who's 41 years old, perfectly healthy, no, no um, background health issues that we know of, or I know of, um, who was hospitalized and um, she's okay, but you know, she spent six days in the hospital and, and that's, that can be scary, but at the same time, I don't think we, we have to be driven by fear. We need to maintain safe running distances. Um, and then the kind of, we'll maybe get into a little bit later with, with how to adjust training, but um, I've been a little bit um, talking to some of the runners, maybe pushing those higher distances um, for, you know, basically the idea of being around is, is keeping our immune system um, healthy and and running definitely improves our our immune system. But if you do you know way too much running or too much, you can actually wear yourself down and, and cause our, a weakened immune system at least temporarily. And 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 so we want to have you know, a little bit go forward with a little bit of of just being smart and, and err on the side of being uh, conservative and, and err on safety just so we can take care of ourselves until this passes. Speaking of running and maintaining our social distances. What are your thoughts about kind of how do we do that as runners? Is six feet enough? What are your thoughts about running and, you know, maintaining that safe social distancing that we all hear about? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one because I don't, I don't think I know for hundred percent for sure. I have my theories. Um, you know, there was that study that just came out and it's, it wasn't a necessarily a peer reviewed study. It was more of a simulation that it was saying that, you know, six feet is, is not enough in, in terms of this, this concept of each runner kind of having a slipstream of air that as they breathe, the, the particles go behind them. And, and it was giving some suggestions of, of, of spacing yourself out and, and running more side to side instead of behind directly behind each other. And um, I don't know, I just, I think, when I run, especially, you know, with people that are different out of breath and you're you know, breathing heavy, you, you have these, this tendency to breathe. And then you have people coming towards you. And even though you're not six, you're six feet apart, you're kind of running right through it. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know for sure. I, I personally, I am not running on crowded running trails. I'm running more through my neighborhood. Uh, I am fortunate to live in a, a suburb and nobody's coming anywhere. So I have kind of the streets to myself. So I've been running that way. Um, but, you know, I, again, I don't know for sure. That's just my theory. Yeah, no, that, that study was interesting. I saw the graphics of it as well. And like you said, you know, I don't think it is necessarily peer reviewed, uh, but it is interesting to think about. It kind of makes sense in my mind <laughs> um, that the faster you're traveling and even like cyclists, um, you know, same thing that I think that is something that they need to be careful of and watch out for. Um, I know even with like my family and I, when we're doing a little hiking, you know, as far as when you are coming relatively close, if they're getting in that six foot range, you know, like, I don't know, I'm just like holding my breath, you know, still like <laughs> not talking in their direction. So my, you know, air is not going toward their direction. But I, I thought that was yeah. uh, interesting. So those of you who are jumping here on the live, um, feel free to ask Steve any of your questions, any of um, running related, training related, coaching related questions. We have his access and his attention. So now would be a great time to ask kind of any questions that you have with your running, your training um, from a coaching standpoint. Steve also uh, teaches. We were just talking about that before. He um, teaches a post high school education program on coding and computer work. And I also teach as well at university. So we're used to lecturing and we don't want this to be a lecture. So let us know, you know what questions you have. We, we like to keep it a little dialogue, a little back and forth as we go. Um, so Steve, what are your thoughts about how do we kind of adjust <laughs> 
our expectations, our goals. Like you had mentioned that our spring half marathons are all canceled, right? Or delayed to the fall right now. Uh, what are you telling your folks that you work with on how do we manage that and adjust um, some of our expectations and goals at this point in time? Yeah, I think I think the, the biggest thing is have grace with yourself. Understand that it's going to be normal to be upset when you may have trained for weeks or months for a certain goal, but that's not lost. I mean, it's not like you didn't benefit from that training. And, and, and so depending on the runner, I would, I'd recommend a couple different things. One, one is, is if, if you really want to achieve the goal of running a half marathon, a marathon, 5k, 10k train for it, you know, you can still do that. There's nobody preventing you from going out and still doing the training you were anticipating doing, um, you know, virtual races are an option that have popped up all over the place. Now, uh, if, you know, if you want that, that kind of, um, uh, you know, validation or a medal or something to go with it, um, or, or use it for motivation. I think their virtual races are a great option for us right now. Um, on the other hand, you know, I've also have been telling the community is that this is actually a really good time to maybe step back from the race mentality of, and I know everybody, there's like this whole collective gasp of like, <gasps> um, right now, um, because I know how much as runners, myself included, we love races, but you know, when we eat, when we race all the time, or if we race a lot of races, it, it does kind of dilute maybe some of the individual things, you know, there's, I, I like to say there's four or five things that make up running. There's an aspect of speed and, and speed doesn't necessarily mean fast speed is what's fast maybe for you, or, you know, there's an aspect of endurance being able to cover the distance. There's an aspect of strength training. There's an aspect of mindset, um, things like habit, um, willpower, that athletic mindset that, that we all want to develop because uh, we are athletes and we should think like athletes and, and approach our training as athletes. And, and there's all these things and, 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 and that all have to come together to work to our advantage. And, and sometimes when we race all the time, we're doing little bits of all of it. Right. And, and, and so sometimes it's, it's nice to be able to step back and go, where is an area that I, that I not necessarily great at? Uh, because we race all the time. We continue to just, we make really maybe some small incremental changes across all of them, but sometimes we plateau. And so a lot of times um, I like to even take with people that I coach, whether this was even a scenario at all um, is say, you know, we've raced an awful lot of races. We're going to take a step back. Um, and, and maybe rest and, and, and do something fun and, and change our perspective a little bit. Um, you know, we have some people who say, this is the time where, you know, I've never really been good at strength training. This was my goal last year. This is what I focused on entirely last year. I put strength training over my running. Uh, and I'm continuing to do that because that was an area that I would do, but I wouldn't, it was always like a thing that got pushed off the side. Mm -hmm. um, at other times it, it's been nutrition the last four weeks I've been sitting in a house full of food because we stock up for three or four weeks of food and we go through it in about a week <laughs> um, so nutrition is something that 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 could be something to focus on um, injuries it's amazing to me that the number of people who just live with nagging pains and injuries and they continue to train through it because well, because we have a race, right? We paid 70 bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever it is, plus travel in some cases to run a race. And, and so we'll train injured and, and maybe just manage the injury to, to get us through that race and go, oh, we'll fix it later when I don't have that race. But then the reality is, is you just turned a minor injury into a more you know, severe injury that might be harder to fix. And then you're now repeating the cycle over and over again. Um, that was a great time to say, you know what, that is my training goal. My training goal is to get rid of that IT band syndrome or that Achilles pain or that plantar fasciitis. Because guess what? Those are things you can still run with, as you know. Um, but we changed the goal and we changed, maybe we cut back on the training volume. Maybe we spend more time strength training. This might be, in my opinion, you know, not to, to paint it up as something wonderful because it's not, it's a horrible situation we're in, um, but it might be a blessing in disguise for some of us. It's, it certainly makes a setback. We need things like for me, when I, you know, for those who don't know my story, I was off running for 18 months um, for, with plantar fasciitis and probably about 16 months more than I had to be out of my own stubbornness at the time. 
Um, but it changed my outlook in terms of how I was running to, to really focus on the things that I enjoyed most. When I got back to running, I, I didn't care how fast I was. I don't care how far I run. I don't care how many, you know, there's just, to me, running was a whole different, had whole different meaning after that injury. Um, but I was off a long time and I sat in a chair at, at running club for five or six hours because I was running the running club and I would wait for all my runners to get back and it gives you a lot of time to think and <laughs> of all the things that, that, that you, uh, you know, you came to miss, you know, when those things come up, but, you know, have patience, um, have grace for yourself. It, if you, if you're really struggling, get into, you know, watching some documentaries or watching some shows on Netflix, um, you know, read some books, listen to some podcasts. They don't even have to be running podcasts, but find something that, you know, as you're immersing yourself in it, um, can help you get through the, these times and, and maybe help you maybe appreciate how far you've already come to. Cause I think we're always, as runners, we're always looking ahead and we always mm -hmm. forget how far we come. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of disruption in our lives right now. There's a lot of stress. You know, if we think about, think about the hardest day you've ever had on the job or work or, or maybe some life situation. How did you feel at the end of the day? I mean, you were just totally exhausted, right? We, we have that day-to-day -day stress in us, maybe not to the level of the worst day of our life, but we've stress every single day and that just constantly tears us down. Um, this is that same kind of stress. And, you know, you, we have to learn how to manage that. We have to, in getting out, you know, we don't want to be stopping running right now. We don't want to stop exercising right now. That, you know, the benefits of exercise mentally, physiologically is just huge. And we need that accountability with each other, with our running partners, and we can't see them. You know, I know, I know people who get on the phone and run with, they have their phone, they have their Bluetooth thing, and they're actually having conversations running um, with each other in completely separate locations, but still getting up at 5 a.m. to go on runs. Um, I think it's awesome. I, I never thought of that. I think that's great. Um, you know, so nothing really, I think, has to change. I just think sometimes we just have to come at it. Find that one thing. Like if you, if you came out of this with a much healthier body because you're stronger and you don't have the injuries, think how amazing and that's going to be this fall when races do start to kick up again. Or if you cut way back on maybe you're not running the, the, the full and half marathons, but maybe you're cutting your volume back and you're on speed training, you know, how awesome it's going to feel when you, you take 30 seconds off your mile pace, right? Because the things that you focus on are the things that get done. But when we try to do everything at once, um, you know, we can still make progress. You know, it, it also depends where you're at, you know, Beginners can pretty much do anything, but as we start getting in that scenario where, you know, we start hitting plateaus, sometimes we have to think, okay, what is it I need to do to break through that plateau? Is it my endurance? Is it my speed? Is it my strength? Is it my injury? Um, is it my nutrition? All is it my right. mindset hardest, right? <laughs> um, that's right. the hardest thing yeah. to coach. Um, Before we get into mindset, because I do want to get there, Steve, um, I just want to catch up on a little bit of the comments. And then one other thing that I really picked up from what you said, you gave a lot of golden nuggets there. But what I did find out is that in the Carmichael house, there's actually other things besides toilet paper stocked up um, during this pandemic. Huh? So there is food. It's not there's just toilet paper and Lysol wipes. <laughs> <laughs> there is no we are out of Lysol wipes, Lysol wipes and uh we're hanging in there with toilet paper stores have been doing okay if you know what time to go um but yeah we don't we haven't been stocking up on anything we've been just going through it really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh Lori says that sometimes it's nice to remember why you started to run and just like the way it makes you feel and not necessarily have the anxiety of a race. So very good point there, Lori. And then uh, Lindy, I know she's from uh, welcome to our healthy runner community. I know she's part of your run buzz community. Um, she says that if you're going to focus on strength training and or nutrition, et cetera, what would you suggest would daily or weekly mileage to maintain while focusing on those? So how do you adjust, basically, I think the question is, how do you adjust your either daily or weekly mileage if you are going to now change your focus and uh, add a little bit more strength training or nutrition to your programs? What are your thoughts? 
Uh, so first of all, it's a great question. Um, it's a very individual answer and it, it sounds kind of like a cop-out answer, but it really is. So if we think about the, the, the basic principles, if we go back to the basic principles of, of sports science, it, what we're trying to do is create an adaptation of overload, right? Or we create an overload in our body. So that could be through strength training, that could be through running, that can be um, through exercise in general. And then we need to balance that with recovery. So if we're going to be running longer distances, like a half or a full marathon, obviously we have a lot more running volume that we have to work with. And so we have to balance that with proper amounts of recovery. But at the same time, strength training also creates overload and it creates this um, a need for recovery. And so for me, what I'm finding that's working best that I'm seeing across most clients is keeping them about three to four days of running. And one to two days, two days if I can fit them in of strength training. And most people are able to maintain that. Um, maybe when we get up, if somebody was training for a marathon, if we're getting up into those peak weeks, I might dial back the strength training and, 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 and focus more on the running during the peak weeks. But then in the beginning, when the runs are relatively lower volume, I keep it down. If it's a 5k runner, um, and also, you know, a lot of factors come in with the amount of, of how to adjust training. There's things like age, right? There's your fitness age. Your fitness age is not the same, by the way, as our physical age, right? Um, I'm turning 51. I know I look like I'm 26, but, <laughs> but I'm turning. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm actually only 26. This is just stress. Um, but, you know, your fitness age is how long you've been exercising. So, you know, somebody who's 50 years old who's been exercising is going to have a better fitness age than somebody who was a 23-year-old couch potato, you know, eating Cheetos all the time. So, you know, there's all these factors that, that have to fit in. And, and so that's, that's the thing I kind of have with a lot of generic training is they don't count for this other stuff. You know, they're just go run a certain amount of miles or a certain amount of distance on these days. Um, so again, it also depends, you know, what is your goal of running, right? Um, is your goal to complete a race and, and enjoy it? Is your goal to be fit, physically fit and healthy? Um, is your goal to go after a PR? Very different goals, different amounts of training and balancing, right? Um, I am a big believer. I, if, if you go back and listen to the podcast five years ago, I rarely talked about strength training. I, I just, it's not that I didn't believe in it. It's just, it wasn't, I didn't realize the impact it had. In fact, it wasn't until about two years ago that, I started prescribing strength training for my athletes. Um, and so much so that, that I hired an exercise physiologist like on my team, <laughs> because strength training to me is, is so important. Um, it helps you run, it helps prevent fatigue. It helps you um, prevent injuries. It, there's just so many things. It, it's like this body armor that we can control right? It's like the stronger our armor is, the less likely. So I think I even heard this from you. Um, and I may have even stole it from you, Dwayne. It was like this idea is that you, 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 you strength train to run versus adding. Yes, it's, yes. You, you flipped, you flipped it. Um, and so I've kind of adapted that. So see, I am, I am taking things off of you as well. Um, so, um, but I think, I think you have to sit back and, and go, okay, what is realistic? Like, what can I physically endure. You know, if you're running and you start noticing that your legs are getting heavy, you're starting to get sleepy in the afternoons, um, or you're having trouble sleeping at night, that might be a sign that you're doing too much and you need to scale back a little bit. Uh, um, but I think for most runners, um, three to four days, I, I've, let me put it this way. Um, I have a Boston qualifier who only ran four days a week. Um, now again, speed can be natural. <laughs> Um, but there's, you don't have to run five, six days a week either. Now, having said that I have a much younger runner who's running five days a week and strength training two days a week because the guy can recover three hours after his run, right? It takes me three days to recover from a hard run and, you know, it takes him probably about 24 hours. So, you know, there's a lot of factors, age, genetics, your injury profile, um, I person who asked that question, I, I'm pretty sure it's the person I think it is. Um, and, uh, you know, so hopefully, hopefully that, that helps.
I yeah, know no, if there was a follow-up question to that. I think all of those points. Um, so, you know, what you're referring to is what I call kind of the, the strength train in order to run. And even with kind of my five tips for healthy running or kind of the spark blueprint, I like to call it three of the principles result in strength training. So kind of training your running specific muscles, like strength training, those muscles, your abductors, your external rotators, your calf muscles, your quads, like ones that you may not have been focusing on in your kind of generic kind of strength training programs, and then jump training to run kind of training plyometrically, as well as training with your foot on the ground, like when your foot is on the ground, when you run. So kind of that weight bearing strength training. So three out of the five principles I consider to be the most important things, Lindy, for running healthy re result in strength training. And so I couldn't agree more with you, Steve. And I think really, Lindy, what it comes down to is, as Steve said, is what is the volume of running you're doing and how hard and intense are your runs and how hard are those miles? Are they easy miles or are you adding in speed work, tempo runs, hill workouts, and then trying to add in strength training. And then the other thing I will add in there is strength training can mean many different things. So what I refer to as strength training is really not the truest sense of strength and conditioning principles where we're loading, loading a lot of weight and load, such as you would do with a squat, a deadlift, not saying that runners shouldn't be doing that at certain periods of your training cycle throughout the year. But even strength training, meaning muscle activation exercises and turning on your side hip muscles, turning on those deep hip rotator muscles are important. And that's really what kind of I created in the, during this whole crisis and I couldn't go to the gym. So I said, I got to start working out of my home for the first time in 17 years. So let me create, you know, a home workout program that I can do to keep me healthy while I'm not able to go to the gym and kind of brought, you know, some people on board and just decided to put it on zoom. And, you know, we got 20 runners in there that we're helping to strength train in order to run. And the feedback has been great for those runners who haven't done any strength training before. And like, I'm always surprised at how many runners haven't ever done strength training. And I'm like, really, you haven't done this. And just because my world, like Steve, I wasn't a runner first. I was always a gym goer and used to strength train and then came into running later in life, that kind of adult onset runner. So I think you bring up some awesome points there, Steve. Um, let's get to, and Liz, thank you so much for jumping on here on the live and let's get into some kind of motivation. And Irene, uh, talked about this. We did an interview with Irene a couple of weeks ago, and she talked about some tips for motivation. But what are you telling your folks right now that you work with and the runners that you're helping in terms of how to, I know you said some things about kind of documentaries that you would recommend maybe that they have extra time. Is there any other things um, if people are having trouble with focus or kind of mindset stuff that you usually recommend to runners that can be helpful for us? Yeah. So, I mean, so we, we, we each are wired differently and I think we each have kind of what some motivators that actually help us or hurt us um, when, when it comes time to doing things that, that require effort. And, and for example, strength training, I, I didn't like lifting heavy things until I realized that just as you mentioned it before, some of the best exercises don't require lifting heavy things. Um, it's about muscle activation or or things you know a lot of single leg balance drills and a lot of single leg exercises i love the hops um and some of the plyometrics as well um in in terms of what makes somebody you know we'll never have we'll never be fully motivated to do everything at all times right it's it's kind of like we 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 have this muscle, it's called the willpower muscle, I like to call it, right? And, and our, if we think about starting off the day, it's like a full glass of water. And as we go out through the day, we tend to, to, to dump out um, our willpower. We lose willpower as the day goes on. That's why if there's a plate of cookies sitting on the countertop, you can walk by it maybe one time or two times without taking a cookie. But the more you walk by that plate of cookies, right, it's gonna wear you down. And so eventually you're gonna dig into that plate of cookies because your willpower gave in. Well, running's kind of the same way. So you, um, I encourage people to find like the best time for you. When you when you feel like the strongest for 
um, what willpower is. For a lot of people, it's first thing in the morning before they go to work. Uh, nothing, nothing will tear you down more than, like I mentioned before, the, the stress and just fatigue. Um, but having figuring out what those periods of time, I think you'll be surprised at how that will benefit you in terms of mindset and motivation. Like I said, motivation comes and goes, but you still need to get out the door. You know, we've, we've heard about, well, put your shoes out, right? Get dressed the night before, uh, sleep in your running clothes, things, things that are like, those are little things. Um, one that, that I try to encourage people that are really struggling with getting out the door is just step out onto your front porch, right? Like if you can get out on your front porch, that's half the battle. And then once you're on the front porch, you got to go down the steps into your driveway, right? Just get there. And then if you don't feel like, like if you still don't feel like it, just walk, just walk in about hundred to 200 yards into your walk, you might try jogging or running, right? And so it's, it's, it's that momentum that needs to happen. And, and, and the other thing is, is obviously get an accountability partner. I talked about that a minute ago. Um, Irene, you know, I'm, I'm her coach. So yeah, she's, she came to me a lot, you know, a couple of years back and, and uh, Irene's awesome. Hi, Irene. She'll be mad if I don't shout her out like that. <laughs> um, I think Mel and Lou were on as well at one point, but you know, these, it's very personal. You, you, you have to realize that there's just going to be things that you don't feel like doing. I, I, I'll tell you, by the way, for the, if you're a relatively new runner, this never goes away. <laughs> like, I have days where I just like, I do not want to go run. Um, and then I have other days where I just want to get out of the house and go run. And uh, today was one of those days, but um, you know, seek, seek out mentors, seek out coaches, seek out like people who can hold you accountable. You know, when we get back to being able to run with people, like, that's one of the best things. I formed a running club because I couldn't get my butt out of bed and run. And the only way I could do that was to go run with other people. Now it turned into more of a job than I, I think I originally anticipated, but um, this is now your time. This is your off season, right? And if we think about professional sports, when do they make their biggest gains? When do they put in the hardest amount of work? It's in the off. Season. That's when they're hitting the, the weight rooms. That's when they're working on speed. Um, they're, you know, it's this, when you're in season, you're fine tuning. And so I think all runners need an off season. Usually it's after your, your big goal races in the year. A lot of times it's in that November, December heading into the holidays, but guess what? We're in an off season right now, <laughs> whether we like it or not. Um, you know, the other thing is, is, you know, I have this little, uh, this little thing I say to myself, you know, it's, it's called stop own commit. And it's three little words. It's a mantra. And there's actually scientific proof that mantras, it can be any words that you want. It doesn't have to be my words, uh, but mantras, they come from that, um, you know, that Asian kind of, I think it's Asian, um, uh, you know, culture where they think about it and it slowly rewires the mind. And so um, stop on commits one that I actually kind of stole pieces of it from different things that I had read and seen. Um, one of them was a book called the five second rule where you will talk yourself out of something within five seconds. So your goal within five seconds, like if say, for example, I want to go run. The minute you say that you got five seconds to start moving, not necessarily running, but start moving towards that activity or your mind will start talking out of it. It'll start justifying, ah, you can go later. And if we think about this, think about the last time even today, probably happened 50 times today where you said, I'm going to go do something and go, oh, you know what, I'll do it in a little bit. And then a little bit never happens, right? So stop, own, commit was was really three three words that, that um, I'm actually putting a book together about this. Don't tell anybody. Um, but it's this idea, that, it's this idea that first way, first thing is whenever a thought pops in, that is a negative thought, something that's, that's resistance, right? We're going to naturally, our, our mind's going to naturally try to resist to do things, right? We want to be lazy people. It's just, that's the way we're, we're wired. And so stop was this idea of like, is really a short circuit. I want to stop my thought process, right? I want to stop. And, and, and all I'm doing is I'm just creating a pattern interrupt in my behavior. And so stop was my way of doing it. It's like stop, right? And then the second piece of that was own. And, you know, own the fact that, yeah, I don't really, I really don't want to do this, right? I really don't feel like running. Um, but it's up to me 
to make it happen, right? Um, it, if we think about the current racism um, scenario, right? Stop feeling sorry for ourselves that we our race was canceled or delayed. Now, I understand we, we lost money. I've lost money too. Um, and we can't control it. So not our fault. I'm owning it because it's not my fault that the race was canceled, right? I'm stopping the thought in my head. I'm owning the fact that the situation is not going to change. It's outside of my control, right? But I can take the next action. Um, you know, we can't, we can't change what's happening to us right now, but we can change what's going to happen to us next, right? Which is what's coming, right? And that's where the commit comes in. I'm going to commit to making some change, whether, or I'm going to commit to taking that next action, right? Um, that next action might just be simply getting out of bed when the alarm clock goes off and hoping I don't hit snooze and jump back in bed. <laughs> I'm going to commit to at least getting out of bed. Um, and it's, it's those little mini million micro decisions we make each day that help drive real change. And so that's hard. It's not something I can say, oh, Steve just said it's, it makes it sound easy. Well, it is sounds easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. And so we have to practice. And it our, our whole, just like running, we don't go out and run a half marathon the next day with no practice. I mean, some people do, but they have very bad days. Um, but what we do is we systematically work towards that goal. Well, the same thing is with mindset. If you're going to change the way we think, we have to practice it every single day. That was like, remember Mr. Miyagi and the wax on, wax off. And what was the karate kid, right? Yeah. Karate kid. What They had the kid out there painting fences and waxing cars. What did he do? He did that every single day. Um, and then he eventually went on and <laughs> you do that too well. <laughs> um, you know, so, you know, these are, these are all things that, that, you know, it, it, we have to practice in, in I'll tell you, like, we're all horrible at it, right? We all have this inner self, negative self-talk that talk us out of it. It's just us, it's resistance. But the funny thing is, is as runners, what, when we go on that long run, and we start getting tired at the end. What do we do? Like we embrace it. Sometimes we lean into it. We want to run 26 miles. Who does that? Right. Who runs 13 miles? Who runs three miles? I would, I was making fun of runners in my twenties. Like, Cause I hated it. Like football and the military just took all the fun out of, out of running. Um, and now like, I can't think of anything else. Right. <laughs> so, right. you know, motivation, it's hard. It's, it's immersing yourself. If you really, really struggle, immerse yourself in the books, immerse yourself into the various podcasts out there. Um, you know, fitness and nutrition. If you surround yourself with enough people and enough resources, you'll start thinking that way. I didn't wake up to be a runner. I didn't wake up and was a coach. It just happened because I just was around it. Um, you know, they think about the people you hang out with at work, right? Are they people who are complaining all the time? Or are they people who, you know, are, you know, are, are go-getters or who just do their job and don't complain about it? That's kind of the same principle. We're, we, we have to, we have to want to make something to happen. Um, but again, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm, I, I, my battles are nutrition because I like to eat and I like to eat junk sometimes. <laughs> um, I struggle, right? I mean, if you're not raising your hand, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, and the other thing too is I also don't, I also am one of those people who I don't feel like you have to be so strict with everything that you can't enjoy life. You can do everything that you want. Um, but man, it's not easy. It's not easy for me to get up any easier than it is for other people to get up and struggle. Um, we just do it because there's something, um, I don't know, something fundamental. I don't know if it's what it is, but there's something wired in us that we want to run. Um, but it doesn't come easy. And to say, when you first start out, man, did I hate running? I used to, oh, I hated it. I only did it because I was pre-diabetic I had fatty liver because the fat was accumulating in my liver due to poor diet. Um, I was, you know, I, I couldn't carry my two-year-old daughter at the time or however old she was, but she was a toddler. I couldn't carry her up the stairs when she was sick. I thought I was going to pass out. And the next day I, I scheduled a doctor appointment because 
like it took it, it took me having to have a why to overcome the suckiness that was running and then one day i signed up for a race went run a race and i'm going man there's like six thousand people here who are nuts and i'm one of them now um and uh that's it's been the craziest craziest thing i, I don't know how to explain yeah. it and 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 i didn't form this community to 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 be a coach i formed this community because it, it holds me accountable it makes me get my butt up um and do things that i've always struggled with and that's funny hearing it come from a coach or somebody's like oh because you think oh that you should be you know the fastest runner you feel like you should be the person who loves the running the most i do love it but sometimes i hate it <laughs> And it's just this, it's like Costco. You have this love hate relationship with it. It's like, it's got really cool things, aspects of it. Like the, you know, the giant, you know, big corn chip things that are like this big. Then it's like, sometimes you got to fight through the crowd to, <laughs> and search for things because you can never find it. Apologize if you guys don't have Costco around you. It's a bulk shopping store, but kind of like I don't BJ's. know where that came from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have BJ's, we have Costco around here in Connecticut. Um, so Sundar says that working from home makes him eat more. I hear you, Sundar. That is my problem right now is I am home way too much. And the kitchen is right next to my dining room where I'm sitting right now. Uh, so it's too easy to just walk right in and uh, grab a snack. Uh, Irene, Irene saying no snooze, <laughs> no snooze button when you're talking about the snooze. And also Mel would like to know, Steve, do you have a me personally, I'm not a reader. I'm a podcast listener, as I mentioned before. But do you have any books that you recommend or any books that you found helpful um, that you can recommend for runners? Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's really two different kind of uh, books that, that I would recommend depending on, on what your goals are. If you're looking at from a pure training perspective, like if you want to study the sport, and I think all runners should study the sport. Um, probably the first one I would start with would be 8020 running um, by Matt Fitzgerald. Um, it's kind of uh, it's taken a lot of the best piece from a lot of different coaches um, and have kind of pulled it into a thing. So basically, I can tell you the concept in two seconds. 80% of your running should be easy. 20% it should be higher intensity. Um, when somebody's starting out, I think it's more like 90-10 that I would recommend or even 100% easy. Um, so again, it it's very dependent on where you're at. A lot of people dive into books, a lot of running books. Um, they're kind of like reading textbooks. It, it, honestly, it's, it, it take, I, I have, I can only read like a chapter at a time before it's not like you can sit down and read it. Like it's, you know, the, the Hobbit or something where you're getting into the story and enjoying it. Um, but there are running books out there that are more like memoirs or, or lifestyle like, um, books that have a lot of, a really, really good um, nuggets in it in terms of training information, but they're written in more of a, a personal journey. And, and those are some of the ones that I would recommend as well. Um, when I had Ryan Hall, Ryan Hall's latest book, um, I'm trying to remember, I have it playing here somewhere. Oh, it's right here. Hold on. Um, run the mile you're in, right? Um, so Ryan, you know, was a, an Olympic marathoner and and for those who don't know, and um, I was lucky to have him. He was he was promoting the book, <laughs> but I was lucky to have him on the on the show. And and he was his book's interesting. Like it, it tells stories, and I think a lot of times um, that's why a lot of books are very popular is because they they tell the story. So those are those are some. Um, but eighty twenty, I think, is kind of like you know the the running one hundred one, the modern run run one textbook. There's lots of good ones out there like that, but um, it's one of my favorites. Nice, nice. And Katrina says that she hated running herself um, when she was boxing, but it was part of conditioning and training. So she hated it, but now she can't live without it. And I know Katrina has been working hard and her main goal. And if you guys are listening to this and you're a runner who has always run a race, but have been in pain, just type in pain into the comment box because I feel like this is all too common and you're not aware that you can actually run without having that nagging 
achy knee or that foot pain that keeps coming back every single time you start getting into training cycle for a race. So I know Katrina has been working hard and really dedicating, kind of going back to what Steve was talking about before with strength training and kind of strengthening specific muscles to get her to be able to run. And I know we were just kind of uh, building her up for the Cheshire half marathon here locally in Connecticut that obviously is rescheduled to the fall, but I know that's her main goal. It's not even time anymore. And she's run multiple half marathons and marathons. And, but her goal now is to actually run without feeling pain. So that is something that I would highly recommend most of you strive for. The other thing that I wanted to comment on that you had mentioned, Steve, was in terms of motivation, the virtual races, I kind of honestly poo-pooed it a little bit because I don't know, for me, I, I, I am a kind of a competitive person when it really comes down to it. And I do like to, I don't really just run races to run them. I like to challenge myself. It's more of a personal thing, not so much that I need to, you know, kind of compete against someone and beat someone, but it's more of a personal goal of mine. And we had a local kind of charity. So one of the um, race partners that we work with was doing a virtual 5k. And I figured, you know what, let's do this. It was for the Connecticut food bank and let's do this. We did a little fundraiser within our healthy runner group. And thank you honestly for all of you guys in this community that did donate to that to help restock the shelves here in Connecticut. But I did that yesterday and I couldn't imagine that I would have felt the way that I felt after I was done. Um, I, I kind of pretended it was a race, even though it was for me, I was training for a half marathon, but you know, up until all of this COVID happened, but it was like getting ready for a 5k race. I kind of watched my nutrition that night before I didn't eat too late. You know, I got up, I had like my normal race routine. I even put on like my race, you know, compression socks, my tank top. I was like thinking mindset, Hey, I'm going to pretend this is a race. Let me just go out there and see how fast I could do a 5k. Let's pretend there are people running around me. Let's pretend that, you know, I'm going all out. And I actually ran faster than I suspected I would because I've really honestly just been doing easy runs at this point just for immune system purposes. But um, I was only one minute off of my, you know, fall 5K time. But the feeling I felt after was like amazing. Just getting that and just knowing that, okay, yeah, my body still does do this. And you know what? I do like pushing my body you know, to these, you know, extremes and challenging myself. So for those of you who are maybe looking for that motivation thing, and you're just still feeling like you've lost that mojo and you're like, you know, yeah, we're just going out for easy runs. And that's what I'm doing. Honestly, during the day, it's after homeschool is done here. My wife's doing her work. I've been at the computer for eight hours. We'll go out there. The girls are on their bikes. My wife and I are running. We're going at a nice, easy, comfortable pace. I usually like running first thing in the morning. I hate running at three, four, five o'clock. That's when we've been running. Um, and it, it hasn't been challenging, but it's, you know, it's not when I like to run, but doing this virtual 5k did actually make me feel like, Hey, I, I, I felt like I had a part of my life back in all this chaos. So if you are struggling, that might be something you might be looking into. I know there are more and more popping up now. So that might be something that you can sign up for a virtual race and then set your mindset and start training and say, okay, that's two weeks out, three weeks out. What would I be doing two or three weeks before a race and then go out and compete, you know, as you would in a race? I just want to, I just want to piggyback on that. Yeah. Um, you said, you said two things that I think are very important that I don't, I want to make sure it didn't get slipped. So one is um, you, you, you prepared and you went through a pre-run routine, right? You, 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 you were psyching yourself up. You're visualizing. You, you mentioned that you're visualizing. These are all powerful tools to, that can help you. Um, I, I would do sometimes a similar thing. I would, I would get my music playlist ready. I would have my headset charged. I would have my watch charged. Um, you know, I'd kind of walk around the house doing a little bit of warm-ups, and almost like if you think of a boxer getting to go in the ring the boxer's kind of you know doing the, the punches right i'm horrible at like acting like a boxer but um but <laughs> the point is is like you 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 created a routine and i think that's can also be um very important for if, if you're struggling with just getting your energy up um or it, it creates that momentum yeah no absolutely and yeah it was just i, I did my 
mile warm up. I did my dynamic warm up after. Like I pretended I was at a race. I was, you know, mm -hmm. people who uh, even at the end I was pushing myself, making some weird noises. You know, if anyone <laughs> heard the stuff coming out of my mouth, uh, you know, they would have been uh, looking around, being like, "What is up with this guy?" All right, so Steve, I want to respect your time. Um, I greatly appreciate you jumping on here. Let's just wrap up kind of what you covered. You shared a lot, a lot of golden nuggets, guys. Seriously, like. Obviously, this man is a, a wealth of knowledge. You have to check out the Run Buzz podcast and his community on Facebook. Um, he's dropping a lot of great tips. Like I said, I listen to it weekly. I'm kind of up to date with all of his latest episodes. Always, I'm always like anticipating one to come out. So we covered tonight, really, Steve kind of shared with some things that we can do as runners to train in a safe manner um, during these tough times that Races are canceled, delayed, just in case you guys are catching the end of this. And then um, we talked a lot about kind of motivation, mindset, training, some actionable tips that we can kind of keep us motivated um, during these difficult times. So for those of you who are listening on the uh, Healthy Runner podcast, definitely check out within the Healthy Runner Facebook group. You can see the live video that we did uh, here with Steve. I would also encourage you guys, I will be putting to this together as a blog post. So you can check that out on the sparkyourtraining.com website. Um, but if you have any questions at all, you can drop them in the comment box within Facebook. For those of you guys who are watching the replay of this, Steve will be happy to answer any questions after we hop off here. But Steve, if people wanted to kind of reach out to you and wanted to ask you more questions or how can they find out more about you and how you help runners? Yeah, so um, obviously I have a Facebook group as well. Uh, just search for Run Buzz. You'll find a, probably the Facebook page, but the, the group is, is, is where all the good stuff happens um we have a, a great community of people who are supporting each other as you know and a lot of there's a lot of crossover between our two groups uh, i think a lot of it's just because of the, the way we come at at running and, and stuff so um definitely runbuzz.com that's that's kind of home base and uh um you know there's a 30-day uh list basically it's a it's a 30 days of coaching tips 100 percent free it it's one little actionable item that you can apply on each day that's a great place to start but i'm in the group every single day i'm in the group probably way more than i probably should be in the group um i am i am all over social media so you know instagram although i'm still trying to figure instagram out um but you know facebook the facebook group is is primarily the best place that and runbuzz.com but reach out. They, you know, part of that 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 runner's toolkit that you can get over at runbuzz.com, you can actually send me your number one running question or running problem or, or something you're struggling with. And, and I don't give you a canned answer. It might take me a day or two to get back to everybody. Um, but I answer in, in a lot of detail. Um, and, and just the whole goal is to get you that one piece to get you past that that thing that you're stuck on. And so the those are all great places to call me. All right. No, that's great. Um, and those of you who are on Facebook now and you guys have found this helpful, throw throw Steve some hearts there, throw him some thumbs up, um, some likes, just so uh, we can show our appreciation for Steve and his expertise and taking the time tonight to really help us. And I thank you guys for taking your time out of your day to jump on here on the live, as well as those that are listening on the Healthy Runner podcast, as well as those watching the replay on our Spark Your Training YouTube channel. So remember, every Monday night, we go live 8 p.m. for Monday Night Spark within the Healthy Runner Facebook group. So keep us in mind in your schedule so you can get all of your running related questions answered. Um, thank you again, Steve. Really appreciate it. Thank you for those that jumped on the live. And remember, stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time, guys. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate you, and I hope you got a lot of value out of it, and I hope that becoming a healthy runner is as exciting for you as it is for me. I hope you can see that this podcast can not only benefit your running, but your overall health as well. If I said something that resonated with you, then jump over to our free Facebook group called Healthy Runner. I give live trainings in there every single week to the hundreds of members. 
I answer questions directly in there and absolutely love hearing the takeaway and wins that you have from this show. More on the show at sparkyourtraining.com for our latest articles, resources, and specific exercise videos I mentioned in the show. You can also head over to any of my social media accounts at sparkyourtraining where I include lots of free content for all the ideas I talked about in the show. If you have learned anything from this podcast, I would really appreciate if you headed over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and rated and reviewed it, as well as pass it along to your runner friends so they can have the same tools and ideas that you now have. If you have any questions, suggestions, and show ideas, the best way to reach out is through your favorite social media platform. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you. Stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Now it's time to strap in and get ready for the next episode of the Healthy Runner Podcast.